So this is Hafthor Julius Björsson and you're uh, listening to uh, Stark Raven Matt. Make sure you will listen to all of it or I will crush your hat like this. Ow! vacation and I just want to thank uh, David for doing a job while I was <laughs> a wow. stellar job while I was wow. while I was away um, starting early if we could introduce ourselves going around to the right hey this is Rob Wesiani Frank Farrell Caitlin Weigel currently deposed former host <laughs> David Danella for now for now uh, as we'll see with uh, some reviews. Uh, people like the concepts that you come up with. Uh, <laughs> speaking of reviews, uh, we had a contest going for a while, which was uh, rate and review Stark Rib and Mad uh, Game of Thrones podcast, and you could win a copy of Night of the Seven Kingdoms. And we have ended the contest, and we have chosen a winner. But before we get to that winner, uh, some late additions to it. We have uh, Goose, I guess, Wiener or Goose Weiner? That's, that's Wiener. Uh, Wiener. Goose Wiener. Uh, who says they can take a boring episode and make it interesting in retrospect. Thanks, Goose Wiener. Uh, we have Joy of Lost, who says, Great podcast, and that's my stone-cold lock. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. I like uh, that we have <laughs> charged, she, she listens. We have Charged for a Year, uh, My Face Hurts, and points specifically uh, to the Mountain's Head discussion from episode four. That was me... Uh, for, the, for those listeners who uh, tuned out when I was hosting the podcast... Uh, Myself, Whitney, and Hunter uh, split a bottle of wine while we watched Game of Thrones and uh, talked a lot about what was inside the mountain's mouth. (laughs) Yeah. And Charge for a Year really enjoyed that. Uh, We have The Stupid Buddy. Oh, no, The Stupid Bunny. Uh, I think there was an autocorrect that happened there. Uh, The spinoff episode was one of the funniest podcast episodes above all. Uh, I'm going to assume that means all podcasts ever, uh, yep. and not just the ones we have done. Uh, so thanks, the stupid buddy, bunny, yeah. stupid buddy. Hey, who's, uh, who came up with the the spinoff podcast? Uh, probably the person I mentioned earlier with the good concepts. Yeah, David Danella. Who won the spinoff contest? Who did? Who did win the spinoff contest? Oh, I. Oh, you guys instantly shamed me. It was, <laughs> it was me. <laughs> uh, you oh, well, you did, yeah. You instantly brought me back in my place. <laughs> you didn't need, like, a, a Goldberg. The Goldberg, yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. That was so funny. Go back and listen to it. It was a real fun episode. But, uh, listen, but our winner. Back at the iron. We have our winner. And the winner, uh, chosen at random uh, by David of the new reviews, he did, he, he did a blind a blind pick, goes to M Papa 4 from May 9th, 2016, Uh and you need to get in touch with us, uh, in particular, uh, to describe you, if you remember, if you don't remember your username. You're the guy who was scared of our intro. We thought we were a bunch of angry Europeans. But in fact, it is Hafter Julius Bjornsson, the mountain himself, who to, does the intro to our podcast. He will crush your hat. Yeah, so, uh, like this. <laughs> so, uh, just to be clear, we, this was picked at random, but I feel that this is kind of sweet and poetic, because... Uh, 
M Papa Four was scared to listen to our podcast. He turned it off at first mm-hmm. because he thought it was just a bunch of angry Europeans yelling at each other. Mm-hmm. He gave it a second chance. He stuck through it. He enjoys the podcast now. And not only that, he's being rewarded because guess what, M Papa Four, you get the books. You win them. Yeah. Uh, email us at SRM uh, podcast. What is it? SRM podcast at gmail and let me know where to send them, and you will get the book. You could DM us on Twitter. Too. Yeah, or DM us on Twitter if you're following us. If you're not following us, following us. Follow us. And yeah, follow first. Follow. Follow, follow first. Follow uh, and David's got some. Uh, we're gonna go to uh, check in with the check in with the Ravens. What do you got? Sure, got a couple Ravens just uh, just saying what's up. First of all, big shout out to Susan Stacy wrote in about a week ago. Uh, we talked about the tales of Duncan Egg a little bit, the the namesake of the books that um, M. Papa's about to win. Uh, she goes into extensive detail about uh, what the Duncan Egg stories are about. Um, <clears throat> I will. Uh, I, I'm just going to pull out one quick paragraph though, be, which is uh, of com- particular importance to this episode, uh, which is she talks about the history of the Targaryens and how they had a couple spinoff uh, groups, one of which was called. Uh, the Black Fires, um, and then there were also these called so-called Great Bastards, uh, who were bastard Targaryens. Um, one of them was named Brynden River, who was later known as the Blood Raven. Uh, this character then goes on to become the Three-Eyed Raven. Uh, so uh, the Three-Eyed Raven is a bastard Targaryen uh, in the show. The ba- Three-Eyed Raven says he's been waiting for Bran for a thousand years. Uh, in the books, he's about 120 years old. Hmm. So something interesting there. Hyperbolic. Thank you, Susan Stacy, for that check-in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also had some uh, check-ins from uh, our old drummer friend, Matthew Burgess. Shouts to you. And uh, we had a shout-in from uh, Ron Keller. Thank you for checking in. Cool. Uh, now... We normally go around and give our first impressions of the show, but I think, given the the episode, I just want to see. I just want to ask, how you feel? How you feeling right now? Not great. What's wrong, Rob? <laughs> um. Well, there comes a time in every book reader's life where the show gets a little ahead of things and oh. stuff happens that you had no idea of and you weren't being you weren't prepared for emotionally. There were people there were there were characters in the show that I felt were safe because they just they were just uh you know fun, not really going to make any huge dent in the storyline. They were just kind of there for some comedic relief and to sell plush dolls. Um but we lost one of them tonight. Um, hold the door is dead. His watch has ended. Yeah, I'm, I'm very sad. How you feeling, Frank? Uh, yeah, Bran better be real important, right? Right? Yeah. Bran better be, like, hugely important. They just mm. did a whole episode where it's like, and now all these people are going to make sacrifices for you. Oh, Because man. we believe in you. I If, if Hodor died... Uh, so that Bran can do a cool magic trick where his eyes turn white and he watches his family slideshow, I will be <laughs> pissed. I will be super pissed. How do you think Crust Punk Fairy feels? She, <laughs> she died in an explosion. Yeah, yeah, I just don't... I 
I, I'm a book reader, and I, I get that it's cool to be able to jump and see different happenings and, like, to see how things played out in the past. But, like, if he doesn't have an actual ability to influence change beyond that, I'll be super pissed. Yeah. David? How you feeling? Uh... I feel like I want to pass, honestly. Um, I don't know, like... Uh, I, it's just like it's a thing that happened that was like effective I guess like it made us feel something so are that's you, is this, uh, this four game. out of every five doctors Dave's are game. deeply influenced Dave's yeah. just too cool yeah. for school I'm not too cool for school like it too was cool. it was super sad but like it was kind of uh, I mean like I thought like regardless of what happened like it brings up like a lot of interesting Things like Bran affected the past, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, not not only did Bran affect the past, he like branded somebody in such a way that their only the only thing that they could do for the rest of their lives was focus on like was they he just he created somebody's destiny. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. We're, we could talk about this forever yes. because a, like oh, the time travel yeah. loop like. Yeah, closing he, that up. This has always happened now. This yeah, is yeah. always the way that this has happened. Yeah, yeah. he. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we're going to talk more about it. We're going to start off though, going into Bravos. Oh, good. Uh, where we saw the reenactment of the first season of Game of Thrones. I thought it was great. <laughs> this was the first time that it really was like Bravo because it was at the theater. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see myself out. Did you say Bravo like the channel? Like, I don't like the programming on Bravo. Yeah, that Andy Cohen. Uh, so talk to me about it. What happened aside from the the, the play? There was a there was What's a huge the stick fight. There was a real real epic stick fight, and um, and then it just turned into throwing throwing. I know throwing, throwing hands. They, throwing they shot hands the fair one. They were sure <laughs> I said this while we were watching, and I thought this every time we've seen. Her get beat up. I flinch every single time. Whoever is mixing that sound yeah. is making such an unpleasant noise every time she gets struck. I like cringe Bingo. every time. Bingo. It sounds like she's being hit in the head with a two by four every <laughs> single time. That, home alone style. Yeah, home alone style. <laughs> no, which I just an ornamented stick. Oh, that poor Daniel Stern girl. Uh, um, she's got to go kill a pretty lady who plays Cersei. In the in the play, mm-hmm. um, the play's very body. Mm-hmm. It's very body, mm-hmm. um, and she is still questioning things. She's like, "Well, but she seems super nice. Do you want to tell me? Uh, do you want to tell me why I have to kill her?" Nah, the price was paid. Mm. Do you think uh, Jockin uh, had like preview tickets to this and was like, "Yeah, this should be a good assignment for her." Oh. He- <laughs> He this would be a real question. Test. And actually, I'm going to bring up an email. <laughs> the industry night. I'm going to bring up an email sent to us by AJ De Leon. Uh, AJ writes, "Dear SRM podcast, will a girl really have no name as long as Needle is hidden in the rocks?" Yeah. Also, what happens when she makes it back to Westeros and inevitably meets up with Nymeria? Will her dire wolf know her? I personally don't think she will ever have no name. But would that mean she is outwitting Jake and Hagar? I thank you for your thoughts. Oh. AJ sounds like a real nerd. Uh, <laughs> no, AJ's not a nerd. He's not. AJ's a cool, smart guy um, who asks, I think, an, a, an interesting and important question, which is, uh, what, like, is our, like, what is, like, 
Well, I don't think she's ever going to be at a point where she outsmarts him. Like, no, I think nah. it's just going to be a break where she's going to realize, and he's going to realize that she can't, she can't uh, do the work, and she's not willing to give that up because it's not in line with yeah. what she wants. And she leaves. She takes but the, doesn't the, he the kill her? stick fighting skills that she's acquired. Nah, it's and going. She takes it. She Sorry. kills him. It's going to mirror what we just saw with uh, Bran. Yeah. Uh, a bit with Bran and the Three-Eyed Raven. Uh, she's going to do something. She's going to sneak uh, a, a look into the plant here, and uh, she's going. But to... didn't she already do that when she killed uh, Marin Trent? Yeah, she's going to do it. I guess something bigger. He did use the dramatic irony of "there will not be a third," which means there will be there, a third. There will be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, he's. The first, this is the first time I ever thought. I think we all got like really like, caught up in the smoke and mirrors of like she's being like trained into like being like a cool like uh, secret wizard assassin, and he's got like this like temple, and there's like a whole bunch of pop and circumstance, and she's trained. This is the first time I was like, oh wait, that's right. He's fire. Yeah, they're he's fire. Fire. <laughs> They're full of shit. He's yeah. not. He doesn't serve like a god. He's not a religious man. He's <laughs> a faceless, mercenary. The faceless yeah. men are hired assassins. Yeah. yeah. He, so he doesn't like care about why. Like, and then he's like, a servant doesn't ask questions. As if like the gods is not the same thing as like the red god. It's somebody paid yeah. for this lady that he killed. I was like, oh right, he doesn't have any moral Which high is ground. Why it's you not know. outlandish for the for the Iron Bank of Bravos to send Arya. Uh, on a mission yeah. to Westeros to take out uh, any number of people. You just know that the girl who hired, I mean, she was, she was probably not her because they were probably really expensive. But I want to believe that the girl who hired them is the understudy. Oh, yeah. Like, it's the girl who played Sansa. Yeah. She, like, yeah. really was like, I'm tired of, like, flashing the crowd every single show. You mean I'm the girl? Ready? You mean the girl who just got a 10 day contract to the Tough Squad? <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's on. <laughs> She's in. Yeah. Um,. Yeah, well, I want it to be her. <laughs> oh no! What happened to your room? Yeah. David, they... I have been practicing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> David, they punished you and all, like, the, like, uh, like, real cool frat boys that watch this show. Yeah. Because <laughs> they showed you her breasts and then <laughs> super cut to a dick. A dick. <laughs> Before you had a chance to shield like, Yay! Oh. And, like, enough that you're probably, you're like, I don't know if you did the same thing. I were like, wait, is that still... No, that's a that's a guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that that girl's dick? What? Oh, what? Oh. <laughs> that was, like, was he like? There was no hair. Mm-mm. He was real shorn. Oh, that was my first impression. So you can be swift on the stage. Yep, like a <laughs> swimmer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not uh, so Michael Phelps of Bravo. <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll talk more in depth about this on our uh, Second Thoughts podcast on Tuesday. Um, but of all the plays that she has to go see, yep. that's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, or fortunate. I think it's fortunate for the viewers because yeah. it keeps her uh, kind of as herself. She's she's less likely to be no one and really just throw away. We want to see her have vengeance. We want to see her kind of go and get her revenge. Um Right? right? Well, don't you think he sent her to that Absolutely. play specifically, yeah. right? He knew oh, without he question. Yeah, he knew this sure. was like, test. Yes. Right, okay, good. Right. Um, it's weird that in the dramatized version of that occurrence that Cersei's like the, the, the peacemaker and she's 
it's like they they didn't get the full, and then and then Ned Stark's just like, oh, I'm so sorry. Here we go. Oh, is it is the king dead? Is it? It's <laughs> like the two little spots, right? <laughs> it's like the like, like right. the um, sitcom Ricky Gervais makes fun of in extras. Anything else on uh, on Bravos? Uh, either recap that we may have missed or some, some quick thoughts. Borvos. I just like you know what I like that scene. I like the idea of like a uh, uh, truncated like. They really, they could have done some cuts of like, yeah, we've seen this. We God, know, it was so long. We know how she's going to feel guys, about you're it. you're editing to time in the in the industry. You're editing to time, and you got to <laughs> fill out some time. Yeah, you know, you come up short on some shots, and so you spread it out. <laughs> but like, a little why bit. don't you? Like, there are so many fun things that like they could have like, like they literally could have drawn out that scene of Tormund looking at Brienne yeah. for forty five <laughs> more seconds. No, yeah. <laughs> Or you just put them like kind of like flirty touching a biscuit or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yours. Whoa. I picture these posies. Yeah. <laughs> just what did you? How did you say it? Rob was like just like a scene of him just going, Tormund, Tormund, that's me. That's <laughs> yeah, me. I'm Tormund. Hello. Or right. have her really like, react. I'm sorry, but like have her react to like new exposition information. Everything that she sees that we react to is things that she already knew. Yeah. So like have like maybe have her be more affected. I don't know if that's the first time that Arya found out that Sansa married Tywin. I don't like she, uh, Tyrion. Tyrion or Tyrion. Oh yeah. Oh, I was thinking Tywin because like they could have shown Tywin dying. Yeah, because uh, they would yeah. all know about that, and she wouldn't know about that. She yet. also never saw her father be beheaded. That is the first time she's seen it. Yeah, like she never saw it actually happen. She, the dude who died eight seasons ago, Yorn? tucked her. Yeah. yeah, isn't the new Yorn information just a betrayal of Ned? <laughs> That's the only new information we have. Oh yeah, get, yeah, yeah. It's just that her father is not is the the people in Westeros don't remember her father as she remembers her father, yeah. but instead his story is told as like a it, he's, he's a, a dummy. Joke. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to move on to Marine. Mm. Um, Bori. Yeah, Truce is working so far, <laughs> and the High Priestess shows up. What do you got? Uh, yo, okay, first of all, we're going to have, we're going to begin with, uh, we held it all high. Tough Squad. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for Tough Squad. Tonight we make a controversial decision in the locker room, which is... We have a new starter on the Tough Squad. That's right. Uh, she didn't have to try out. <laughs> She's going straight to the starting lineup. Uh, the Red Priestess. The new Red Priestess. The new Red Priestess is a, a starter on the Tough Squad. Uh, congratulations. I don't know what your name is. But she's taking, <laughs> she's taking performance-enhancing jewels. Listen, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But right now, we do not have a PED rule. No? As long as you keep the jeweled necklace on, you're still on the tough squad. That's right. What do you got on the story? Um, So this is is actually the first compelling, to me, part of the whole Tyrion and Varys in Marine. Because this is, one, potentially dangerous. But two, just like, it's just like a fun gambit. Is that they are now going... To try and deify Daenerys, they are going to get religious fanatics um, to speak about Daenerys in terms of prophecy. Yeah, and uh, we've seen a lot of religion these past couple seasons, and this has a potential to go horribly wrong. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, it does. Hmm. I was most affected in this scene by how affected Varys yeah. was. Because like, like I don't know if I've ever seen him yeah. shaken like that in the show before. He's, he's always so confident. He's he, uh, he might be a little shaken when he actually like 
show, like whenever he talks about his past, he's, he can be a little shaken up. And then like when he showed the guy he had in the box and he was a little like, yes, we have some, I have a surprise here for myself for later. And it's just like a dude in a box. Um, but this was Wizard like, in a box. yeah, this was like various, not comfortable at all. And what did the voice say? What did the what voice, did the voice that screamed he about his burning genitals? Uh, I have to. I have to go back and rewatch that episode, but I'm pretty sure he talks about that whole scene I yeah. mean, as he's for opening sure, up the box. Yeah. I remember that for sure. But I thought I remember hearing him uh, talk about. He heard the, something. He heard, heard heard a voice or something. I don't remember what it, what it was. We we'll have to go back and maybe this will be a Ducktales check in mm. uh, on on Tuesday's podcast, uh, which will be on Wednesday. Um, Frank. Um, I love the Varys part. Yeah, it's the first time he's shaken up. Tyrion was such a huge favorite of mine. And this season is being written like a null coward. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I'm sick of like the quips. It's insane. There's so many quips And they're like season. lame quips. They're like lame he's, in 2016. He's the James Bond of this show. For, for someone Noel Coward wrote like the that Jack play. Jack Sparrow yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. He's fucking saying all kinds of stuff a bit like, ooh. Mm, I drink and I know things. Right. Turn into John for, in 2016, a character to say, who said anything about it being... A man. <laughs> in a show where we've constantly seen women in power roles, like... It's pretty They put so much energy into writing the last scene of this episode that they put a bunch of place marker notes in the script and forgot to go back well, here's and write them well. One, one quick uh, detail. Uh, there was a scene last season, or maybe it was the end of season four, uh, where... Varys is talking about um, kings, uh, and Varys says to Tyrion, "Who said anything about him?" Uh, and then so this is time, back to that? I think so. Okay. Uh, and oh, this time, it's Tyrion. Tyrion <laughs> says almost the exact same words to to Varys. That to me sounds <clears throat> dangerously close to Tyrion being like a famous man once said that, and they're like, "Who said that?" And he's like, "Me. <laughs> I am. I did that." This is just the verse. Worst. The worst. This is the. <laughs> this is the verse. Werner Herzog here. This is just the <laughs> worst version of. <laughs> this is the worst version of Tyrion in that it's a Tyrion that was assumed to be an act. It was assumed to be a front. Like, your your best versions of Tyrion are when he's talking to Jon Snow and he's just being real. Or when he's just, like, pushed to the brink of, like, nah, fuck y'all. I'm gonna, like, I, yeah, I will. I You want to treat me like a monster? I am a monster. Like, those, like, two extremes. This is, like, I don't care about glib Tyrion. Mm-hmm. I like I like politically savvy Tyrion. I always like the moves he well, makes. You don't you don't get to choose. Uh, how do you think Daenerys will react to Varys and Tyrion when she gets back? Like, what do you think? What would have they really... Oh, you mean, like, that they're lot. phasing out? Yeah, they made a deal with them. With the... I honestly don't know if... The amount of crap that is happening in this show so quickly, I do not know how Danny has any time to care about anything other than getting to Westeros. Yeah. I'm, like... I was going to say, I don't think that they see each other until Westeros. Really? Yeah. Well, then how do how do they get out of there? You think they can just leave? Oh, maybe. Ooh, Varys and, Mi- and uh, Tyrion. Yeah, I think Euron Greyjoy is going to go to Marine and and take them. Not take them, but I think they're either going to stow away or they're going to steal a ship or something. But whatever Euron does, Daenerys is not going to be there. But it's going to necessitate Varys and uh, what's her face 
uh, and uh, Tyrion and Grey Worm mm-hmm. to uh, Miss Sandy. I'm sorry. I'm I so think, sorry, Miss Sandy. Yeah. I remember your name always. I think uh, Euron's. I don't know wh- who's going to get who, but I think Tyrion and Varys and Danny get picked up by two by by either. Um, I think Euron gets one of them, and I think Theon and Yara get the other. And I think we have a big old sea battle. On Slaver's Bay. Um, with the Daenerys, since they're right in the same area, um, just dealing with Jorah. You're banished twice. You're back twice. Can't get rid of you. Now you got grayscale. Where are you going? Come back here. Go go away now. I, Cure yourself. I, I order you to find a, an herb or a, 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 a salve. Or Some sort of salve. Something, yeah. a balm, anything. But cure yourself and I still won't smooch you. Right? But I don't like feeling bad. This uh, this uh, <laughs> this was nice, though. This was a nice little scene. Still it feel was. bad for Jorah. It was. Oh, uh, I don't. I never feel bad for Jorah, but I was. It was nice to see some some emotion and and, and honest uh, vulnerability. Uh, I had the thought that he was going to be going to Old Town. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not necessarily that he may he he may meet up. Uh, maybe Sam ends up there, and maybe they somehow run into each other, and something happens there. I don't know what exactly that would be, um, but uh, I think he's probably go to Old Town to the Citadel to you know. Wouldn't that make sense if you're looking for uh, uh, research? Yeah, yeah, to do yeah. research, trying to find something. You go to the place where all of the knowledge is. Or, um, or uh, Volantis, um, yeah, the Red Priest. You know, go, go find a Red Priest to cure whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I just hope he gets a cool rock arm, and then like the rest <laughs> of his fine, but he's got like one cool rock yeah, arm, like, like, Hellboy. like Hellboy. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on Marine at all? I just get so nervous that he's gonna—he won't be able to find them again because it seems hard to find people. No, not really. Put your ear to the ground, figure out where people might be hanging out, yeah. and then hope you travel oh, fast enough. Or, to get or in or Game just, of Thrones, you just have to wander in yeah. any direction and, and you find, find yeah. a ring in the middle of a field. Uh, let's do a, one of, in the style of a David podcast. Uh, quick yes or no questions. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Jura. Finds a cure by the end of this series, David. Jorah personally, no. Well, Jorah gets cured. No. no. Frank, no. I was uh, gonna go with yes, just you know, because if I say no, yeah, I have to say yes. I'm yeah, gonna say yes. It. He'll find it. Yeah, and why not? Uh, all right, then let's move on to talking about it a little bit already. The Iron Islands. Uh, you yeah. might just continue that conversation there. Oh, uh, the you mean the? Um, go ahead. Well done. Are are you honestly of the opinion that most of this show is boring this season? Because I just don't see it. The iron fall asleep. Iron. Iron. Iron Island. Iron. All right. What's going on? King's moot. There was a king's moot, and it was really fast. Yeah. And it was basically super fast. Like, it was basically yeah. decided by shouting. Kings yeah. too yeah. louder yeah. shouting. It was the also, Nevada Convention. There's only like 37 people that live in that town. <laughs> yeah, the whole Where is everybody. Yeah, that was real strange. And then it seemed like it, it seemed, seemed like, like Yara had the majority. And it seemed like about 37 people. Yara Yara took about 20 of them with her, and then they sailed off with 20 people and 50 ships. <laughs> like, like, there were 50 ships in that. In a lot that. of those ships were operated by babies. <laughs> it was a lot of tethers. A Those ships were all the new Uber self-driving ships. How do you, how do you steal 
as a plot device, how do you steal boats like that? And so fast. So fast without they anyone run. knowing. run. They showed them Literally. running. But, like, Literally. that's not them running. Like, that's not, like, being sneaky no. about it then. That's, that's not, like, not a sneaky political move. That's, like, hey, where are they go? Oh, you didn't see them all sprinting and hearing them go clang, clang because they all were wearing armor? That's, and, not your yeah. biggest, that's not your biggest beef with what happened then. Your biggest beef is what he said. When he was oh, like, yeah. Like, I need a thousand ships. Yeah, I need a thousand ships? Yeah, so, like, okay, so all our best ships are stolen. Let's catch up by uh, taking a year or two. <laughs> a year or two? Building these ships. Two decades. Right. Uh, to make a thousand... Maybe he was being hyperbolic with the number of ships he was saying, uh, but two, like two decades. No, I'll make a thousand ships for you like in a week. He sends them all. Go to your homes. <laughs> cut down cut trees. your trees. <laughs> You're like, we're all on my trees. Well, we all, we all used up our trees in the last batch of boats. Well, they grow some more. And he's like, plant more trees. Plant more trees. A thousand. <laughs> Water them. People. Take care yeah. of them. Nurture uh, those trees. Maturity. He becomes yeah. the Lorax. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Carve your initials into them. Eat from their apples. <laughs> and then one day... Uh, Ask yeah. the tree for more. Oh, if, if he has, if he has like just a mouse. giant fleet next week, I'm just gonna be like, "What is apple? What's happening?" <laughs> yeah. Oh my lord! You, I don't do know you remember what this. I was pulling from, Caitlin. Yeah, but I was okay. also reading <laughs> another mouse story. Frank, the giving mouse, <laughs> the giving mouse, <laughs> the giving mouse of cookies. <laughs> this is a group that was the bit player in. And got creamed in a war that just ended. Yeah. <laughs> like, they just got creamed, but they have this stockpile. Yeah. Also, specifically what he said was, this is my problem. He he, he wakes up from, he he undrowns himself. Yep. <laughs> that's their thing. That's, that's their thing. That's, that's part of what they do. They do the Baywatch. They, they do the Baywatch every How do you do that? How do you will yourself to... Yeah, in the books, uh, the priest like punches on him. And the, in the books, basically, what happens is the, the priest is the basically the only one who knows CPR. Okay, that's he does the Baywatch <laughs> thing. They cough up seawater, and now he's magic because he's the only one who knows CPR. At least the books acknowledge that CPR is a thing. No, no, they they say it's magic. Oh, okay, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's a magic. Yeah. Wait, they don't call it. They don't say it's magic. I mean, so they they, they treat it like religion. But exactly, he just does like. They, and obviously, See. they never say CPR, but like. He pushes the water out of their lungs, and then the the real test is whether they actually start breathing. Okay. Yeah, it's whether they uh, come back. But they, but they don't tell you in the books, but that's like heavily implied. Is that uh, there's there's a time traveler who took uh, who took like a Red Cross class mm-hmm. and was like their office uh, emergency person yeah, yeah. who went back in time and started a religion just based on the fact they knew some basic first aid. That's true. That's like absolutely. Like, I'm in. Hold breath. It's hold breath. Hold breath. Hobo. 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 Guys, the hair was really good in this scene. Yeah, uh, Yara's well, hair yeah. looks great because if you put a little salt water in a spray bottle. Uh, and spray it on your hair it gives your hair really nice texture Theon's got a fresh cut he okay what is the point of having a democratic king's moot what is the point of that if all you're then going to do is go up and say let me murder my niece and nephew <laughs> that makes no sense then why have the they why don't have, have a peaceful s- transfer of power why why have the transfer of power then? Why not just murder them before those elections? I'm just saying, why have the elections? Why, at why all? did he bother? Yeah, I am the they? biggest fan of the Ironborn from the books. I will be the first to say there's a lot of there's just the the, the Kingsman was such a dope thing, and, and Euron came in and he spilled all these treasures from his travels across the world, and and Yara spilled her boxes and they were full of seaweed and sand and shells and she was like these are our treasures we are people of the sea these are the and 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 people didn't buy it and they went for euron um so they went for euron here but just based on shouting and that he kept 
he kept being like, yeah, but did you forget? Oh, no penis over here. Real mouthy today with his no penis. He was Trump. Yeah. I would vote for Euron over Trump. I would, yeah. <laughs> my other huge issue, which is going to get lost in all the silliness, my huge issue is two men stood alone on a bridge in the rain on a bridge that would be the easiest bridge to fall over in an accident <laughs> in the entire world. And she says exactly what happens without anybody giving her any expositionary way of proving that. And he goes, yep, yep. I did. Well, no, she doesn't say, if she says, she says, uh, well, I know what my first thing is. I, we know who killed my father. And he goes, yep, I pushed the bastard off the bridge. And it's like, who, what? Why would you do that? Why would you say that, man? And why would she accuse him of it? What would make her think more than a hunch. Like, what information could she oh, possibly have? Yeah, the Ironborn really are known for their, like, thorough <laughs> thorough thinking things through. She's just like, I'm evidence. There's only 37 people yeah. on, the, on the island besides the babies who are on the boats. But why even think so. that he was murdered, is my point. <laughs> why jump to the conclusion that he was murdered? And then jump to the conclusion that her uncle did it. And then call him out on it. And in a thing where he was like, yep, and I'll tell you exactly uh, how. Frank, I'll tell you exactly how. Which is, uh... All of that would have been very inconvenient for the show. <laughs> that would have happened in season five, not season six. Right. Uh, yeah. The way that this season is moving, uh, I like. I'm, I'm more okay with this than a lot of. What yeah. do they call this? What do, what do they call this? Like fridge moments, where it's like uh, when you're watching the show, like you just like kind of let shit slide, and then like later you're like going into the fridge to grab a beer, and you go, "Hold on, the fuck." Yeah. There's no way that's called a thing. Yeah, that's the, the yeah, fridge okay. moment. Yeah, it's a fridge moment. <laughs> yeah. We're starting fridge it. moment. Look, All right, hey, somebody, somebody had to call moment. it a water cooler. Well, that's just a new segment on on Star Craven Man. It's our fridge moment of the day that we that we were totally on board with during the show, but then later when we were reaching for a can yeah. of seltzer out of the fridge. Um, uh, it's called fridge logic. It was a term coined by Alfred Hitchcock. Ooh, uh, he described it as a scene that hits you after you've gone home and start pulling something out of the ice box. Such as Why would he a call finger. it fridge logic so it's a, he has an icebox? Oh, uh, well, I mean, okay, so... <laughs> I've, called, I've named something new All right, today. anything else on Ice the Iron Islands? Um, God, Iron... We'll so probably we, never see them again. We'll Yara, probably never see the Iron Islands again. Yara and Theon are, we believe, trying to beat uh, Euron to Marine. Uh, they need allies. Yeah, they've got ships. They need allies, so they're either going to Marine or they're going to Castle Black. Probably Marine. Why would they think that they would have allies in Marine? Other, I guess, just like offering their loyalty to them. uh, Euron literally thinks that he is going to show up, woo Daenerys with ships, and marry her and bring her to Westeros. And now they don't have ships, so it it stands to reason that that's where they would be headed. And what's important is that he said Marine. Um, she is not in Marine. She is in Vice Dothrak, but Tyrion. So I think Euron's going to end up banging Tyrion. <laughs> yeah, they're going to throw a wig on Tyrion. <laughs> who? Ha! Who? 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 Ha! They're Tyrion gonna... squad. Look, Tyrion, we got to throw a wig on you. You got to be Daenerys for a while. <laughs> we the first one. Like, Bugs Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> fucking bat those eyelashes. All right, then let's son. move on. We're moving on to the wall. Uh, Wawa. <laughs> that sounded dangerous as close to Wawa the way you said. We're going into the Wawa. Any 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 um any any boring name for the wall? Uh, the wall. T- 
time to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Sansa meets with uh, with Baelish uh, and pretty much plays the voice of Stark fans. Raven Med yeah. <laughs> of the fans yeah. and was like, you knew and I hate you or you didn't know and you're a fucking moron. Yeah. Which is uh, it? It's one of the two. Either way... We're not cool anymore. Um, but before I go, milady, let me just tell you that your cool ass uncle—he's got a huge army, and he's just chilling there in the Riverlands, mm-hmm. which we didn't get to. You owe me a Real dollar. Real cool uncle. Uh, Super cool. Do you think that the scene—it was even mentioned. Do you think that That's scene is uh, written in after the the backlash of last season? Do you think after? Yeah, uh, without question. question. That without yeah. question. Which I th- I don't know, and I, maybe I'll just be like a I'll be nitty picky. I think it's still using. I think now you're just using it verbally. I think you're still using rape as a plot device and like as like a a, a, a motivation for like oh, and now we'll make you feel bad, oh, little finger. Yeah, yeah, without question. Like this felt like them being like, see, we get it. We were doing it for a reason, guys. Yeah, yeah I, I have a, a question related to this one and uh, one we've uh, already discussed. Uh, so we have confirmation, at least word, that Blackfish is alive, yeah. uh, that he has retaken uh, River, River Run, Run uh, and there are people there that can that can help. We've had several confirmations, almost too many confirmations to me, that Stannis is dead. I'm telling you he's not dead. Well, that's, that's, that's the question. Yeah. Uh, do, we, do we think that he is alive or dead? Because they've mentioned it now at least three times that Stannis is dead. I... I do not think he is dead, and I have never thought he is dead. I have been like, all right, I guess he's dead, but I've, it's never sat right to me the way that they, quote-unquote, killed him. Uh, the way this show kills people. Frank, alive or dead? Uh, I didn't think he was dead, but I feel like Brienne doesn't have anything to gain by lying about it, and she called Sansa out on, like, why are you lying about this? So uh, Brienne just doesn't strike me as a liar, so if she says that she killed him, I'm like, ugh. Yeah, Caitlin? He's dead. I think he's dead. David? I think he's dead. Yeah. Uh, I also think he's dead, but uh, I do allow for the possibility that he is alive, just because it seems. Uh, <laughs> Let the record show I'm the only one who double talking. I'm the only one who did not hedge my bet. I do want to. I'm just pointing out that it's it, it is odd. I think he's dead, but I, I want to acknowledge the fact that it is odd that they keep recognizing the fact. You've been watching so much MSNBC, like you're in. <laughs> no, I haven't. I was on vacation, as the listeners know. And I did not watch Ooh. a single minute of MSNBC. In fact, since I've been home, I've watched maybe 25 minutes oh, wow. in the I'm last five days. not hedging my bets. I think Stannis is alive. I think that Stannis, the, his, like, his story was closed. You know? Like, I think they have so many things that they're balancing right now that like that was like an easy Yeah, Nobody only gives a shit about the Baratheon. is, why, why not, then why not just show it? Why not show him dying? There's right. no... There's no reason to just not show him die. Unless, like, you literally are telling me they ran out of makeup budget. All right. We're going to stop talking about this after I say my next thing. Uh, (laughs) Where, um... (laughs) He's back! Davos has has left uh, Castle Black, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Along with uh, Sansa and John. Didn't didn't the three of them leave Castle Black? Yeah, they all rode off. So Brienne is there. Uh, Ed is very hesitant to be Lord Commander at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about last season on the podcast, the possibility of Stannis. Um, Brienne's not there. No, Brienne left for the Brienne left for the Okay, yeah, which, by the way, we did talk about. Um, so the, the possibility of Stannis arriving at the Wall, if he is still kind of out there, 
Um, it's there. Uh, there's a there's a there's a spot open for for Lord Commander. Is what I'm saying. Ooh, what? I like it. But, so in this one, a man travels wounded, alone, and also previously one of the five most powerful men in the, in the yeah, realm. Yeah. And he travels by himself and makes it to the wall. Uh-huh. And then they just elect him Lord Commander. He's like, I'm Stannis Baratheon. First of my name. Yeah, check me out. A little uh, stabby wound. If Stannis shows up, it's he's being held up. Like, him and the Hound are walking hand in hand, supporting <laughs> each other. Oh, yeah. Maybe so hand. Yeah, Alright. Um, yeah, so, can we do... Uh, we're, mine aren't quite coming together just yet. Um, but can we do a... Uh, can we go into the vault? You want to go into the lock vault? Yeah. A little oh, check-in. Oh, boy. A little check-in. All right. We'll do it just for you, because... Click, 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 click. Uh, <laughs> Are we calling? <laughs> Ooh, Zoro Zorhandakta is in here. All right. Hi, Ted. Here are... Here are Mike's, uh... Not just for... Oh, my just God. just talking about a check-in here. Here's a, here so here's a check-in. Mike actually, Mike actually put... He's he's got some things that are looking a little bit better. Right things now. are in motion. Here are the things. One, Bran has a direct connection to the Night's King. That was a lock tonight. Mm-hmm. Now he still has to connect with Arya and Sansa, and Arya has to return to Westeros for we all that. We offered right? to give you. You could have had points right now. We're just saying that you could have had points right yeah. now. I could have had. I could be in the lead right now if I broke up my locks, but I tied so many things together. I'm probably going to lose this season. But I got a lot of shit. I got a lot of. Right. I got a lot of shit going hey, on. Man, you, okay, you have a Rube Goldberg uh, machine. If, if, if of some bus were candies and nuts, we'd all be kings at Christmas. I have a whole <laughs> lot of points. I have a whole lot of points, but they're just tied up in uh, a bunch of issues. For, for so, list- David, what do you got? For, for listeners at home, Mike is nodding along the way Jonathan Edwards does when a person tells him, yeah, my husband did die in a car accident. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go ahead. What, Back, what do you got? All right. Um, so I got points for the Night's King. So, no. Well, oh, I mean, because he, tied to no, it's tied to too many things. No, it's tied to too many uh, Sansa sends Brienne to the twins to avenge the Red Wedding. That's very close. Uh, it's very close, but she didn't send her for that reason. Yeah. She sent her to the Riverlands to get Brynden Blackfish. Okay, if she ends up killing Frey while she's there... It, then she would have to go to the twins, but River Run is not the twins. Yes. So... Uh, so I guess that's a near touch and Davos is elected Lord Commander of the Night's Watch Not nowhere happen. near that no. uh, and then the Brotherhood without Banners reappears we're nowhere near that alright this <laughs> turned into just about me not my intention oh did anybody else uh, uh, Jorah Mormont will give Dario Grayscale on purpose nothing <laughs> who, who said that uh, Whitney oh, God. <laughs> uh, another Stark will die could happen so close oh wait uh, hold on a second hold what? on Hodor, no, uh, Robert Aleziani. Yeah, with his fourth prediction, predicted thus: the three-eyed raven will die <gasps> for seven points. Yeah, on the board, on the board. He got stabbed so, by a skeleton knife. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, Rob has two locks in, and he uh, he is still in second place to Whitney. Yeah. He has 38 points to Whitney's 45 right now. All right. Uh, so we were talking about the wall. We got a little sidetrack with the locks. Uh, but um, Brendan's alive, taking, retaking uh, River Run. So um, the, they are planning support. They're trying to, trying to round up support. So they send uh, Davos 
John and uh, Sansa to um, all the little uh, yeah all the all the little uh, the mor- not the more I was gonna say the marmalades the uh, mormons the the mormons the mandalays right mandalays 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 and mandalay yeah the the art mandalays so they're going to the small houses and. Brienne is going to River Run. Uh, River Run. Yeah, is going to the Riverlands. The Manderleys, pretty dope. Okay, we're, this isn't good though, right? Like this was heavily implied that Littlefinger said it, so it's not good. Like if Littlefinger, it would be bad for the Starks to be back in power in the North for Littlefinger. So this is probably bad. Oh it god, it depends on what, what he wants. It depends on what what Littlefinger wants. The Blackfish is not alive. If that, oh god. I, I mean, I, I think there's a, like there's a non-zero chance, right, that Littlefinger lets Sansa and John take Winterfell, and then he swoops in with the Knights of the Vale immediately after that war is finished, uh, kicks the shit out of John. And knowing this season, that will happen in the in next the, episode in, in the third quarter of next episode. Yeah. And then, and all the ships will be built. Yeah, we also had that great Tormund Brienne Highlock. So oh. Hey, how's it going? Well. My name's Tormund. <clears throat> Tormund Giant Spain. You, uh, you, you ever go for a steak? <laughs> Is it you want a steak good. dinner? It sounds like Ed- Edgar from Men in Black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, sugar, water. There better be like an after. An after coitus scene where Tormund's just exhausted and she's just she's like, like yawning. She's like, fuck up. Yeah. Fuck up, fuck up, yeah. buddy. He's just like, we're going again. Yeah. He starts crying. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's eating a big like leg of pork. No, she's she's rolling a cigarette like Bugs Bunny did in that in that one cartoon where she's yeah. just doing it all in her mouth with her tongue. Yeah. She's like, it. And then just spits it out and it's a full cigarette. Uh, anything else Since on the the wall where things I are going a little bit? I thought you said you was a soldier. I mean, uh, I mean, Dolores Ed has the wall. That's that's a thing for yeah. now. It's pretty for cool. Oh well, yeah. yeah, could be Stannis. Well, no, I mean, just mean. I don't. It doesn't work like that. Don't they need a um, a vote? I mean, they didn't vote to put Dolores Ed in. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. I want to know if I want to <laughs> know how is is John is John like you have the wall to Dolores Ed like. Um, like uh, what's his name said, you have the wall to John, where John is still technically the Lord Commander, but he put somebody else in charge in his absence. Or is John like is John done? I think, I think John's, John's done. done. I think can the Lord can the previous Lord Commander appoint a new Lord that's Commander my if question. they don't die? That's that's I what I'm trying to get. Precedent for it, right? I don't think so. there must the be precedent. It's the Pope. That's the die. The Pope doesn't get to well, appoint no, a commander John if he doesn't voted die. In. That's not what happens. John was voted. They, they yes. had. A, do you remember this last season? Yes, John of course. Had That's what we're talking about. What I'm saying is, if there <laughs> is, uh, ha, is there precedent of ever a Lord Command, an acting Lord Commander, appointing the next Lord Commander and well, then stepping well, down? Well, well, you, you nerds read all this five thousand years of history <laughs> and look what it gets you now. I don't, I don't think so, right? Because I think wouldn't their title just end? Like Night's Watch style, wouldn't you have to be dead? You have to die. You have to die. Yeah, saying it to die. I don't think you can step down. The same way you can't step down from the Night's Watch. I don't think you can step down from a position of power within the Night's Watch. I think the honest there. answer is none of us know, right? Like, well, we'll, uh, have the well actually, I know Tuesday. now because I looked it up. Oh, okay, what do you which got? is that uh, Caitlin is correct. Got you it. are Lord Commander until you die, and then there's a vote. 
So so John basically said That's what I'm saying. So then John's Lord Commander or John is not Lord John Commander? Died. John died. John died. He's done. I know, but is that like a thing that they're all like well, Yeah, he died. I guess that yeah, that, I think they're yes. on board with that. Yeah, I think that'd be it. a bigger this thing would, for this them. Would also be no. un, this would be unprecedented too. It's they yeah. never come across that well what do you do? You don't have to write in the bylaws. Yes, but what if you do if the Lord Commander dies and then comes back <laughs> to life through magic? Now they have to now they have to like oh Jesus, we have to rewrite these things. Just all right. this. we're gonna move on to, to where? the Beyond the Wall. Oh, to man. the Beyond the Wall. Oh, you um, mean war on the wall? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that one's good. Uh, but it's it's not. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Better. It's not good, be though. be yawn <laughs> yawn w a y a. Okay. All right, but it's wait, neither. Of those. Why yawn? <laughs> it's neither of those things. Um, a lot of stuff happened, and it was pretty great. Uh, what happened? <laughs> Frank. Oh, so you as have Rob composes himself. Yep. So you have Franz uh, uh, in the tree. He's studying more. He's studying with more frequency. He's going in and out. He's having his real um, uh, Yoda and Luke moment with uh, the guy's like, "No, you're not ready." Uh, see some things he's not supposed to see. So Bran, uh, Bran uh, throws some rocks to make sure that the guy's a real heavy sleeper. <laughs> yeah, takes Dad's car out without asking. Yeah. Uh, it was like the smallest fucking rock. Dude. No, that was a bone. Oh, throws that a was bone. like a piece of a finger. Oh, throws a finger bone at Throw him. He, it bone. really was like the scene where uh, Pippin was yeah. trying to Throw see the Palantir and is trying to make sure that Gandalf is asleep. Yep. And he uh, he goes uh, interacts with the Night's King. It is exactly like that scene. Actually, I I knew that there was like a familiarity to that, and that was driving me nuts. It is exactly that scene because then the Night's King makes a connection, mm-hmm. and, and he knows where he's at. He knows where he's he at. He knows that the heir of Elendio has come forward. Yeah. I got a question. Yeah. Bran has been in that hidey hole for a long time, mm-hmm. and yeah. he's been going <laughs> on these imagination journeys for a long time. Has there been such minimal instruction from the three-eyed whatever his fart is that he wouldn't know to maybe not walk through something he wasn't invited to or not uh, interact with creatures who might have powers that extend beyond uh, seeing his dad? Caitlin, m- much, the way, much the way that the, all the logical things that Yara could have thought through didn't happen, I think this was just an act of like, oh, this is convenient. Also, Bran's a kid. He's curious, and he wants to explore his power and his past. And but I agree with her. Like we've seen, like Arya, like go through huge training montages. This is supposed to be training montage, but it really just looks like like. I think what it comes down to is the three eyed Ravens. Like it's a shitty trainer. He's a shitty Yoda. Yeah. Like he's just like check it out, check it out. He's like take a nap. Nope, we're going home now. Home video, take it. Going home now. He's like the bad uncle. He's like, all right, you have fun, Chuck E. Cheese. I'm gonna take a nap in the truck. Yeah. He's like, yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you cool shit, and then I'm gonna pull out right before like anything real cool happens. I don't know. I think. If he's a shitty trainer, it's only because he didn't anticipate this. This also brings up, like, I think when we went to the Tower of Joy, uh... Wait, but that's, like, literally... Like, fridge moment? No, it's not a fridge moment, but it's, like, when you're training somebody with, like, new and awesome powers, like, the first thing that you recognize is that, like, every, every movie, every show involves this, which is, uh, you have new and awesome powers... Um, you don't know how to control them yet. Please get under control. And then obviously the the person never follows that rule. But like, if we're like running in the realm of believability, like the Three Eyed Raven must understand the allure of what Bran can do. Sure. Yeah. So why wouldn't he say, 
chill out my song. I think it's also just not ever clear to me, and we talked about this a little bit at the beginning, of, like, what exactly Bran is training to do. Is yeah. he, like, what is his ultimate goal? Because normally when you go on a quest, right, you're trying to learn. So, like, even if he got there and he learned, like, the, he was just like, I'm just trying to hone my ability to, like, uh, to be, a, like, a warg or whatever, or to, yeah. like, see stuff happen. Like, there's still normally a focal point of being, like, you're doing this so you can stop the White Walkers, so you can help your brother find your brother Rickon, so yeah. you can, like, you fill in that blank, yeah. and it's never filled in. So it like, feels like he's training towards something. I'd like to unpack this a little bit. Uh... And go back to the first scene where we see the creation of what may be the Night's King or at least a White Walker mm-hmm. by the Children of the Forest, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and she says, uh, one of them says, uh, we needed to protect ourselves from you. From you. Yeah. Men. Men. The animals. Um, so that, isn't that interesting in itself? The first men in the end. Well, yeah, they, well, if you, there's a super great podcast called, um, and, and Earwolf put out three episodes of it. It was a parody podcast, but all the information in it is is canon for Game of Thrones, and it's called um, Hardcore Game of Thrones. It's a parody of Hardcore History by Dan Carlin, and it's bonkers good. Those three episodes are like the best succinct uh, summary of the history of Game of Thrones anywhere, for my money. And it talks all about how you know, in the beginning, there were the children of the forest, and they hung around, and then the first men came over, and there was a land bridge, like, you know, um, like the Bering Strait. And the first men came over, and they just, for thousands of years, warred with the children of the forest. And then there was a peace, and they were, like, kind of uh, happily coexisted. And then the Andals came, and they warred for a while, and the, and, and, and the wall was built, and the children of the forest were like, you know what? See ya, we're going north of the wall. So, like, that was them creating that first... And the reason the wall was built was because the children of the... Now we know. The children of the forest created the goddamn mm-hmm. Night's King and all the White Walkers, and they had to build a wall to protect them, and the children of the forest were like, well, I guess we're going north. Um, yeah, this is know. like Skynet, right? We just created a bunch of androids to protect us yeah. from our thing. Yeah. And now they're coming back What's to crazy us. for me to think about is... is so we had all these cool flashbacks this season, and we had the Tower of Joy, and the Tower of Joy thing that was kind of, we were hinted at for a while, even like last season when it was like, oh, someone's been cast as um, young Ned Stark, and you're like, oh shit, we're going to the Tower of Joy. So we went to the Tower of Joy. Is that all we get now? Are we never so. getting it? But yeah, then what is it, what is he going to tap into a root while he's running from the dead guys? No, I think he... Uh, I think uh, he. I have here like he's scanning the hard drive. He's scanning the drive. Um, he was he was in there. Uh, he, he was attached to one of those things. Just kind of like uh, he was just he was linked in. Yeah. Uh, to everything. Uh, and the three-eyed raven says it's time for you to become me. Uh, am I ready? Nope, you're not. Um, so that was my next point of of question. Uh, is what is the three eyes, three eyed Raven's part originally? What did he start out as? Because that's probably what he's referring to when it's time for you to become me. Who he was when they first warred. Does that make sense? And that's, and that's going to be Bran's Brand's role. So, but it's also like, so what is it? So, if the children of the forest created the White Walkers to fight them, what is it that brings the children of the forest and the men back together? Raven is probably that connecting her piece. Of, mm-hmm. This is this is like the final piece between the children of the forest yeah. and men. Is that, yeah. right? that's, what, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I don't know. All I know is like it's going like Bran is going to have to show us something yet to be. He's gonna he's gonna have to work into 
like a giant group of the undead at once. Because right now they are in very perilous situation. Like yeah. thousands of things are chasing them and you have a not, you have a uh, a girl instead of a giant dragging brand through the ice on a sled. Yeah. And they're super Summer's dead. Super driven, super mindless. So I think that's a that could very well happen. Yeah. Um uh, so yeah, that that fight scene in itself was was rough. Uh, Frank, last season you had a real moral issue with working into uh, Hodor. Hodor. How was it this time? Well, so now it, we see the ultimate uh, ultimate ramification of the moral thing is that he caused Hodor. Yeah. yeah. He caused Hodor. Yeah. Not only did is he like working into this person, but he is now we've closed the loop of he caused Hodor he, to be Hodor. He's a looper. Yeah. Because he warred into the past Hodor and oh. the present Hodor, right? No, I think what happened was he he green sea he, he he had a green dream into the past and right. then he was able to in that green dream warg into something in the past, creating this connection that like I think almost created a feed a feedback loop because you had old Hodor being able to hear what was going on with past Hodor created this feedback loop, and in that feedback loop was hold the door. Yeah, right. That's what and I'm saying. Young, yeah. young Hodor, young Hodor uh, experiencing his body being torn apart. Young Hodor experiencing murder yeah. without any of like mentally experiencing murder and it breaking him. Yeah, it, and it just breaking him psychologically. And that's Bonkers. tough. Yeah. That was tough to watch. Yeah. That was very tough yeah. to watch. It also elevates Hodor into this extreme. Uh, hero status where then now Hodor spending his whole life like there has to be a part of Hodor maybe not but there's a part of me that thinks that and I don't know if they'll go into this enough I'm just reading too much into it but like if he knows if he knows yeah. he knows who Bran is and that's why he's drawn to him and he's like he knows he's Bran's protector and he's like what with mm-hmm. him that whole yeah. way because if you even tonight I think almost more than like when um when Mira was having a conversation with Hodor he was responding with Hodor but he was responding with like the inflection of Actual, actually responding to what she was saying, mm-hmm. uh, almost to the point where like they seem to, like understand each other, yeah, which is kind of cool. Um, and Hodor, yeah. just saying Hodor has been such a, a joke yeah. for years now. Like yeah. there are shirts, literally you know, Hodor, 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 years, uh, and now it's like pretty bad. Yeah, feel pretty bad about that shirt makers. Uh, yeah, take that yeah, shirt. Why weren't you more thoughtful, shirt, shirt makers. makers? You should have read ahead, right? <laughs> That can't be what happens in the book because I I was thinking about that too. That that works so well on TV that moment. But if I read that in a book, I don't think that that would translate well. It's, it's just like her like going like hold the door, hold the door. No, but the, the thing about now, the books, I, I think the thing about the books is that the books frequently have, um, they they have these like refrains almost throughout them, where like um, I'm trying to think of like uh, Jon Snow in his chapters. Constantly, the words, uh, what is it? Kill the boy, let the man be uh, born. Kill the boy, let the man be born. Constantly throughout mm-hmm. books, um, I can't remember what Cersei's was, but these they, they, these refrains keep happening. And my my guess yeah. is what will happen. Dragon is, has three heads. Uh, is they will do a huge, you know, uh, the the book will be going on, and there will be a huge moment, and then. Out of nowhere, there will be a Hodor chapter, right? Um, or it will be called. It probably be called Walter or whatever his name was as a kid, and it will. Uh, the show is Willis. Oh, Willis! Yeah, it'll be. I'm sorry, it'll be a Will, Willis chapter, and we'll be like, holy shit, we're reading a Willis chapter, and they will just keep cutting back and forth, 
uh, between Willis and the brand story finishing be interesting. with this uh, Hodor thing. That would be how I would do it. But I'm not George R. R. Martin because I would actually write some fucking pages. Oh. Hey. Hey. He's right. got a lot of popcorn to eat. Any the other uh, final thoughts on uh, Beyond the Wall or the the episode in general? I mean, we didn't uh, even really talk about her. Um, like, what are the what are the fireballs? Fireball. They're they're children of the forest. They're 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 actually seeds. They seeds. I don't know. They? They're like Mario flowers. I wasn't sure yeah. if we knew anything about them or where they came from. They've used cool. them. They've used them before. So it's a little sugar household uh, supplies that they kind of mix together. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. They're, they're pop rocks. Guys, yes. tonight we lost Hodor and Summer. There oh, Summer, yeah. yeah. So now Stuff summer. we got Nymeria out yeah. there and we have Ghost. That's so. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bummer. Um, the problem with time travel in a show is it's a huge... So so rarely do, do, do uh, TV and movies get time travel, right? Because there's always been... Like, the mechanics of it are just funky. But now you have the opportunity and the possibility of uh, Bran. We've like always like thought of like Bran's like going to be like, except for like Rob always brings up like if you, if you expect this to be like a, a good like if you expect like a happy ending, mm-hmm. you haven't been paying attention. Yeah. Bran's always has like, has this like heroic destiny plan for him. Except now with time travel and like the way things go, go maybe Bran is going to have to force something to happen in order for some sort of destiny in the past. In order for something to to happen, yeah, I, some I, theories I almost there. think that damn Tower of Joy theory. I don't know. What? Where he's Jon Snow's dad? I don't know, man. Like what? Now, if you if you look back on it and think like you can't go up there, you can't see what's going on up there because like you're gonna bump into yourself. I don't know. Probably not. But uh, I think that's an option. I think um, you think you I think, think John I, I, Sanders I think, are gonna get. Do we know? Well, look, I look. I wish I, I wish I had thought that through better because that would have been one of my locks, uh, probably for season seven. But um, no, um, is there a chance that he is somehow involved in Varys becoming Varys? He's the voice in the fire. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Ooh. I gotta go back and watch that episode. Um, we're going to talk a lot more about this uh, on our podcast on Tuesday, which will be out on Wednesday, our Second Thoughts podcast. For now, we're going to move on. Final thought for me is a uh, pretty, pretty damn good episode. Yeah, it was a good pretty, episode. Pretty damn good. Um, let's do uh, some quick plugs, then we'll do mm-hmm. some sweet tweets and winners and losers and call it a night. What do you got coming up, David? Uh, David, I'm going to be in Toronto starting on Friday uh, for a... For an improv uh, conference and festival. I think it's called the Combustion Festival. Uh, so check me out there. Also, uh, we do a podcast about the MTV's The Challenge. It's called the RUD2F uh, podcast. It's all about MTV reality shows. It's and there's three dope. of you here tonight. Well, two, two and a Two and a ghost. <laughs> oh. Aw. Um, is that your, I don't yeah, know your plug? Uh, this is, <laughs> uh, is Caitlin. Uh, I am performing with The Future at the Philly Improv Theater on Saturday night. That's in Philadelphia, as the name Philly Improv Theater would imply. I'm also on Twitter at C.S. Weigel. That's W-E-I-G-E-L. Follow me. I tweet once a week. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, are they good. Uh, Frank? Yeah, uh, I got, uh, uh, you, if, if you come on Saturday nights, you have a good chance you could see Big Baby on Nice You See the Future. You could also, uh, next week we have Study Hall, mm-hmm. uh, which will be a good time, uh, at 7.30 at 
uh, Philly Improv Theater. Uh, and check out uh, Triple Double and Playback. Do a show called Double Play at Woo. the Adrian Theater on the first Fridays of the month. So check us out there. Woo. Rob. Uh, I'm at Brotherly Rob on Twitter. Um, and uh, you can listen to me on the Spincast podcast. It's a comedy music uh, album review podcast with me and my buddy Jack O'Keefe. Um, and if you had any desire to see Outside Voices, your last chance is this Saturday at the Philly Improv Theater. Because uh, we're f- uh, riding off into the sunset before we blow up all the zombie skeletons behind mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. with our cool pocket full of fireballs. Our pocket full of seed fireballs. Cool. And for me, this is Mike. Uh, you can go to mikemarback.com, this podcast, and others as well. Uh, working on a new site, uh, which will be coming out in the next few weeks or so, and you'll be hearing about that soon. Uh, study Hall, as Frank mentioned, I'm the director. Uh, Frank is in that, Caitlin is in that, and David is in that. Uh, that is May 28th at 7.30 p.m., the future as previously mentioned. Uh, and, uh, yeah, lots of, lots of really good stuff. You can follow me at Mike Marbach. All right. Uh, David, what do you got in the way of Sweet Tweets? Well, first of all, let's play the jingle. Brr, brr, brr. Sweet Tweets! Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sweet Tweets. Uh, this was a tough episode. Um, so, first of all, we got... Uh, I just want uh, <laughs> to... A couple a couple tweets that, a couple tweets aggregated that I liked. Uh, first, we got... Uh, <laughs> Dr. Doe Stacks. <laughs> uh, it's not the funniest one in the world, but I just liked it. Which was uh, right after Brienne. Right after Brienne was like, "Sansa, why did you lie?" Doctor Dostax wrote, "Sansa lied because she has a doctorate in Machiavellian tactics from Littlefinger School of Social Sciences." <laughs> not bad. So I'm, that's not the winner, of course. Um, then Christopher Clark writing about, uh, also writing about the Sansa Littlefinger uh, connection writes. Littlefinger doesn't even know that Sansa's been listening to Lemonade this whole time. <laughs> Shall see you, Christopher Clark. Um, a storm of spoilers writes uh, in response to uh, Varys and the Red Woman. Now I need to know who was talking to Varys through the Dick Flames. <laughs> 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 and uh, and finally, when um, <laughs> finally Trash Save the Cat uh, chimes in when uh, Poor Summer died to say. Obama got to speak on the treatment of dire wolves. <laughs> Too yeah. true. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> cool. Uh, all right, so now it's winners and losers. Um, uh, do you mind me going first? Go first. Um, I'm going to say loser. going to take the, the easy one, but the hard one, uh, and that is Hodor um, for everything, uh, outside of the show and inside of the show. Uh, so he is my, my loser. Um, my winner, I'm gonna go with, uh, Sansa, I think. Uh, Sansa is, continues, uh, continues a rise. Uh, she's really taken ownership, uh, of her life, uh, and her, her path. And, uh, yeah, she's my winner. Mm-hmm. David? Uh, my winner is Euron Greyjoy, yeah. because, uh, <sighs> he just, he just did whatever he f- Felt like this episode, yeah. Um, and it seems nice. And also, Mike chose, I think, the best winner and loser. So I'm just gonna do something different. Um, those are my real winners and losers. And then my loser is also it's just gonna be the Iron Islands people because uh, again, like uh, they uh, 
it was the uh, it was the Game of Thrones equivalent of somebody jangling their keys in front of somebody, and then being like, "Yeah, we'll vote this person for king." Yeah. So uh, everything happened in the Iron Islands today. Caitlin. Um, I think my winner is. Uh, I think it's also Sansa. I think Sansa's really fun, and I like seeing what's happening with her um, and her taking charge of stuff. But at least it's going to be Dario, because he just had to stand there like a freaking nerd uh, while Danny and Dora had a really nice moment. So, uh, yeah, they kept kind of shots at him, just looking awkward. Yeah. Frank. Uh, my loser, it's something that you said, and uh, it made me think about, like, uh, they were unseen in this episode, but I think they're they're a loser in that they're going to hire Arya as a faceless man. I'll jump on that. Uh, it, uh, loser is the Iron Bank because I'd forgotten until you said that that uh, Iron Bank had a loan defaulted on them because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Stannis died. Yeah. Or did he? Or did he? Yeah. Or is he just uh, running? Yeah, he running lived, from his bills. He lived just to get shanked by the Iron Bank. No, they're going to find him. He's going to be washing dishes, paying off that loan. Uh, my real, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm going for, I think my, I'll go real controversial. Ooh. I'll go against you guys. I'll say loser is Sansa. I think Sansa just got set up to die this season. Oh, and I think fuck. this is the season that, I think this is the episode that turned it. Ooh. I think Sansa just got handed her death sentence. Do you think really, so she really... showed weakness in, uh, taking Littlefinger's information? Uh, I, yeah, I think it's that, and she's not... She's got the anger. She doesn't have any battle or political experience, and now I, I think that's going to be used against her. I well, think. she didn't. I mean, she's not the one going. If anything, she may have handed Brienne oh, that sentence. Oh, yeah, Christ. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think Littlefinger has anything to gain by turning Starks against. Maybe I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Okay. Um, my winner is going to be. And okay. it is a name that I have, and it will be, no, I take it back. My loser's Summer, because we're going to be losing Jesus Christ, Frank. Did you say like a million losers? Yeah. I don't know. You don't get a winner now. I felt real bad. Good. I'll take three losers and place a winner. <laughs> summer, summer, is, summer also died. This is just like in other things when like other animals die in literature, but then oh, it gets... like HP? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. And then it gets overshadowed by a human death? Yeah. Come on. Oh, okay. Um, my loser, uh, my loser is um, <laughs> the Ironborn shipbuilders uh, because, like, they have to make a thousand ships in like a week. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take what might come off as a sappy, controversial um, stab at a winner here. My winner is Hodor. Um, Hodor died tonight, mm-hmm. um, and in dying, I believe died. will prove to have been the more so than any other person in Westerosi history, having a singular a- ability to affect the future. I can. I think that. him barring that door, saving Bran's life. I do think that Bran has a higher purpose. I think that Bran will save will play a part in saving the entire uh, Westeros continent from the undead hordes. Yeah. And I think that Hodor tonight cemented himself as maybe the greatest hero that Westeros ever needed. Wait a second. Needed. Hold the phone. Hold, 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 hold the phone. phone. Hold phone. No, no, no. no. Hold phone. Hodor is the winner. Hold phone. He died tonight, <laughs> but he was the savior of his entire people cool. tonight. Well, I'll take that. Yeah, I can get behind that. 
that was your winner and your loser? That was my winner and loser. Great. Uh, that will do it for the podcast. We will be back on, uh, we're recording on Tuesday. You can email us, uh, srmpodcast.gmail.com with any thoughts you have on tonight's episode, The Door, uh, which was the title, Hodor. Um, so I didn't know that also I tweet at us at SRM Podcast. Uh, thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.